Hi, everybody. And tonight we're doing The Suicide Squad, the 2021 su- The Suicide Squad, not to be confused with 2016's Suicide Squad. Uh, oh, is she- that the difference? I didn't even know. The The is the difference. Uh, had you seen the, the, the original Suicide Squad, the first one, the David Ayer one? Maybe. Is that the one where Will Smith played Bloodsport? He was Deadshot. Different character I mean- from this one, but yes, I mean, oh. for a very similar type of character, but... Uh, so yes, I did see that, and I saw the Birds of Prey as well. So yeah, yeah what do you what do you think of those two? Uh, the first one, not so much. I thought it was pretty uh, uh, un like uninspiring, like just kind of it felt old. And uh, Birds of Prey, I liked better. I think. I mean, I, I think we reviewed it, and I think I was involved in that. Um, but. Um, yeah, so this this gives me more Birds of Prey vibes than the original Suicide Squad without the the. Yeah, we did we did uh, Birds of Prey. I, I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. People were like, "This is the best DC movie," and at the time, I had not really seen very many. I was like, well, "That's not good." Yeah, this yeah, movies must right. be terrible. And like since I've seen like I like Shazam, I like Joker, I like um, the first Wonder Woman, and then all the other ones I've seen since the Christopher Nolan Batman have been just. Like I, I like pull my eyes out of my head and my ears out of my <laughs> side of my brain. Like, like I hate Man of Steel. I hate Batman v Superman. Like, hate those movies. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, terrible. but did, have you watched Snyder Cut yet? No, because that's four hours. I didn't even see the original I one. And I, I people, the, the film community, I'm like, I'm like, I've seen Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, and I hate those. I hate the tone. I hate. I think Henry Cavill is a, a, a abysmal actor. Uh, I hate everything. <laughs> I hate how they look. I hate everything in those movies. Oh. And they're like, if okay. you hate all of that, you probably there's a low probability you would like either Justice League. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of what I figured. So I'm gonna go ahead and steer away from that i had never seen the original suicide squad so i watched that right after i watched this to compare and uh Mm -hmm. that movie is like it's like not even fair to like grade it because it's just a it's a mess it's so it's so it doesn't even look it doesn't feel done it feels uh like yeah because the original director david Ayer, he made a movie and he kind of has a darker tone to a lot of his other movies and I think they were like, oh, this is not what we want. We want more Deadpool-y mixed with Guardians of the Galaxy, because that's what's cool right now. And so they tried to, like, recut it, put a bunch of music on it, and it just it's just an ugly mess. It's, it's Was it also, was it rated PG-13? It was rated PG-13, which is a yeah, mistake to have all your see... villains movie yeah. be PG-13. Yeah, um, I don't think you can do that. So instead not in, of not in the DC universe. So. so in this one, they just re. I mean, there's some characters that appeared, but a lot of them have changed. Not not a lot of continuity in the DC universe, especially compared to Marvel. Uh, right. But they got James Gunn this time. They're like, we need we need to be mm. like Guardians. So the they big got gun. The guy who made Guardians. Yeah, they got the big yeah. gun. Uh, and uh, so this is uh, the Suicide Squad. Supervillains Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, and a collection of nutty cons at Bell Reef Prison join the super secret, super shady Task Force X <laughs> as they are dropped off at the remote enemy-infused island of Cortel Maltese. Uh, so this is on HBO Max and in theaters. It's one of those, so convenient. You can see it either way. I saw it on HBO Max. I would typically try to see something like that in theaters, but uh, could not find the time this past week. 
Uh, so streamed it. Uh, but yeah. if you haven't seen it, that's where it is, and we're going to spoil it now. And mm-hmm. this starts off with Intelligence Officer Amanda Waller, and she sends two Task Force X teams uh, to Corto Maltese, which is a South American island nation. And uh, they we learn about what they're doing a little bit later, but the two teams, one's led by uh, the, the Colonel Rick Flagg, who was in the original mm-hmm. one, um, and he, that he is like a actual military guy. He's not like the, all the other crazy people that he's in charge of. Um, he's leading team one and team two is led by Bloodsport, who is Idris Elba. He's a new character in this one. And he's leading a smaller squad on the other side of the island. Uh, and Rick Flagg's team upon arrival pretty much gets <laughs> annihilated. They all, all yeah. except for Harley Quinn die, uh, including guys from the other one, like Captain Boomerang was in the other one. Uh, a couple of other interesting characters, like the guy who separates his arms. There's like the weasel. Um, what, what of- is that though? What kind of superpower is taking off your arms? Honestly. Well, you can say that about a lot of these characters. Like, what what is what is that power? Because you know, they're you know, comics. There's seven thousand, I think, characters in their catalog, so they can they oh, can okay. dig as deep as as, di- as deep as they want to. Uh, so yeah. that's what they have done here. Um, and so yeah, t- team one gets wiped out, and then team two becomes our main focus, and that's led by Bloodsport, also as Peacemaker. It's John Cena's character, King Shark, voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Polka Dot Man, that's David Desmalchian. That's also and, an interesting superpower, but yeah. He, yeah, Polka Dot Man. I, 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 I like Polka, Polka Dot Man quite a bit. And uh, <laughs> Daniela Melkor plays uh, Ratcatcher 2, the daughter of Ratcatcher 1, who is in right. a cameo played by Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Uh, so the, this squad, you know, they're, they're the Suicide Squad. They're bad guys. They're in prison for a reason or another. And to get reduced sentences or lenience or in, in their you know, day-to-day lives in prison. They join this squad to do missions for the government that they don't want associated with, you know, good superheroes or their, or their military or black. Yeah. They do the, they do the dirty work. And then, you know, if they die, it's not a big deal. Uh, And if it goes wrong, they can always blame the criminals. So they, you know, it's, it's an easy, easy project for Amanda Waller to run. Um, and the whole thing that they're trying to get into on this one is called Project Starfish, uh, which we learn all kinds of stuff about Project Starfish. And we spend the whole time here at Corto Maltese. This is the whole movie on this island mm-hmm. trying to stop Project Starfish. So what did you think of this movie? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't ever go into a DC movie thinking that I'm going to really really enjoy it like a lot um the the only one i really 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 like is the original wonder woman but i mean i really liked this i liked the i i was it continued continuously surprised me um until the big bad villain is you know a starfish that's that felt i don't know it felt like a cross between what was the game you guys used to play where you collected stars like animal crossing no it wasn't animal crossing um there was no giant starfish monster in animal crossing no, no it was a star it was a mario thing where there was like a dancing star and anyway it reminded me of that but cross between that and you know patrick star of course of spongebob fame uh, uh yes, but of course. It, in a sinister way so um that was the i was totally on board with all the weirdness of this movie. And then it just, then that was just too weird. Um, you know, having it's kind of trite and overdone to have like central South American cartel people be the 
baddies and you know that be a big part of it but i almost prefer the triteness of that to having a giant star be the bad guy um otherwise i was really surprised at the beginning there were some twists and turns i didn't see you know you get introduced to all these uh characters that you know I'm not really familiar with, but I'm familiar with the actors who play them. And then all of a sudden they're on the screen for, you know, five minutes and then they're all dead. Um, so I was like, Oh, okay. So this is where we're going with this. And, um, so I was, I was, yeah, I was into this movie and, and I think that even more so I also saw it at home and I think, uh, it would have been even more so on the big screen, uh, to kind of have it going, you know, you start off with a Johnny Cash song, How Do You Go Wrong? So not just a Johnny Cash song, but for me, the Johnny Cash song with Folsom Prison Blues. So yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. This would be something I, I could see myself revisiting. Yeah, I I like this. On the, This is definitely a, a like for the DC movies. Um, yeah. I might like it more than the Guardians movies uh, because yeah. it's it's more unleashed. I'm, I'm kind of pretty Luke on the Guardians. I think they're, you know, they're okay at times. But James Gunn, I think, thrives in a no-holds-barred environment. You know, some act, some directors, like, they, it doesn't really matter what it's rated. Like, they can, they can still get their voice across. I think for James Gunn to effectively reach his full potential with his voice, he needs... He needs the R because he he's other movies are very they're violent they're gross he likes like trauma <laughs> films he likes really weird gross like body horror but like in a comedic way kind of stuff and you know he 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 tries to get like some of that in Guardians with like a with a Groot and a rocket those are good James Gunn characters but then you can yeah. go more absurd in this one where the villain's the giant starfish you get, Weasel is creepy and gross <laughs> the King, King Shark is is a, is gross looking you got the guy the the doctor guy the thinker uh he's oh, with got the things like, coming out of his head yeah yeah, yeah and everything to do with the starfish like because the big st- the, the big the big plot of the uh, like once we get into like the actual like mission is i gotta stop this pro this scientist project and there's an insurgency on the island that's not really what it's about it's really about covering up the u.s's government involvement in all this because you know it looks it looks it's a bad look um so but like when we get to like the starfish world and like all those people are getting experimented on i'm like this is like like max potential early career james gunn gross but funny like it's 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 hitting all the right notes and it's uh it's kind of like the maximum potential for something like this. Cause I, I, I don't love the, I, I, like I said, I didn't love birds of prey. I was like, eh, it's all right. And the original suicide squad was so it, it's hard to even, you can't even really, really grade it. So this, I think works on most, on most levels for me. I, I thought it was pretty, I laughed quite a few times. There's some very laugh out loud moments. Uh, and, uh, like, I, do, do you have, who's your, like, favorites of the squad because i definitely have a couple that were standouts um i'm actually gonna i i liked king shark i mean i don't think he was gross compared to the big bad villain in this uh he uh the other i can see you know you can see james gunn look in this after coming through a marvel universe this is like this is like marvel gone bad you know what i mean like i i can see their characters as being the dark side of a lot of marvel characters so 
Uh, King Shark for me was fun. He was, uh, he had a lot of fun things to do, uh, and how to kill people and, and sort of, you know, he had, he had some laugh out loud moments. Um, and I didn't realize till halfway through at least that it was, uh, Sylvester Stallone's voice. I knew he was in it and I was trying to think, where is he? And then I'm like, oh my God, he's the shark. Um, what a great <laughs> catch for James Gunn to get that, I think. Um, I, I'm a huge Idris Elba fan and I like him as this. This is like, uh, he's a bad guy in a movie called The Losers. This reminded me of if he were even badder. This is the guy that he would be. Um, I, John Cena, you know, it's rough for me because I just see him as, um, you know, you can't, well, I see him as you can't see me. Um, <laughs> no one can see him. No one, no one can see John Cena, right. Um, and his, his costume was so over the top. I realize it was probably true to form. Uh, for the comic books, I feel like there was a lot that probably was like the, that in this movie, just because some of it was so over the top. Um, so he was sort of eh, for me, but I really like Ratcatcher too. This was the best John Cena performance I think I've ever seen, and it, it's he still wasn't great. He's yeah. not even in like the, my top three or four people, and it's, there's only like eight right. or nine people that are really in this. But it's by far the best I've seen him used in anything. That's probably that's probably true in in a sad form, but yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, um, yeah. I I liked Ratcatcher too, the girl. Um, I liked her superpower of calling rats. I think that is um, an interesting thing and probably pretty underrated as a superpower, but really effective. Um, and Harley Quinn, I mean, she comes back, she's not quite as, you know, she's not an, as integral a piece as she was, um, in Birds of Prey, but I, I think that she really is, has established herself as Margot, Margot Robbie has established herself as that character. And, um, as an over the top character as she is, she does a really good job at it. She had one of my favorite scenes where, um, instead of there being like, it's, it's a, it would be a super gory scene if it was blood and all of that. But it said everything is filled with flowers and kind of bird song. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. this is kind of, this is so fun to be able to do this. It's a fun movie. It's like a carnival movie without clowns. Thank Jesus. So that's, that's what I liked about it. who else did I like? I didn't care for the guy who had the bolts and stuff coming out of his head either. Um, I, as sort of an ensemble character, I like that the, the, the people that were working with um, the government with uh, Viola Davis's character. Oh, uh, yeah. There, there's a setup for a thing at the end. Did you see the two post credit scenes, the mid and post? Oh, I don't think. I think I just saw the mid credit scene. All right. Doesn't, well, when we get to the end, we'll talk about the. I'll talk about the post credit. Okay. But they're gonna they're gonna have more role. I think at least a couple of them. Oh, those, okay. Those Viola yeah, Davis's well, like yeah underlings. Yeah, they come. You know, they they wind up being you know really stand-up guys because uh, basically up till this point they're just they're lackeys doing what they're told and they know that what they're doing is maybe not the best thing and maybe not right but at the you know toward toward the end of the movie they kind of they realize that and you know it's the anti-establishment kind of thing which which is fine um yeah what who else those those are probably did it mention favorites. the great polka dot man okay wonderful wonderful character maybe my favorite loved him he didn't really do a lot. I mean, he threw polka dots at people. I like the interaction. He has that he... all of the best, like all of the funniest moments. No, far. shark has some. King shark has funny moments. 
And and Polka Dot Man has funny moments that involve his mom. Is that the whole situation that you're talking <laughs> it's about? Very funny moments. I feel like I mom. should maybe be insulted by this. I'm not really sure. <laughs> where, where is she now? And then and then. <laughs> That's that was the biggest laugh for me in the movie when it when the he tells the backstory about how his mom experimented on him and all his siblings and he's this really like dark sad character but he looks stupid as hell and like yeah. it's full a swollen face if he doesn't drain his polka dots so oh, there's that James, here's yep. that James Gunn you know body horror thing again and then it's it's it's, yeah, it's the perfect kind of a James Gunn character because he's played totally straight. He's played like I am not a no, don't laugh at me. Like it's not a oh that's a tree and a raccoon. Isn't that hilarious and wacky that they're with that group? It's this guy is a very sad person and his life is very hard. But he looks stupid and his things are the things he does are funny to us. But he do, isn't in on the joke with us. I think that's a good maximized potential and like the kind of humor i'm looking for with these well yeah and i think he does a great job because i do i feel totally bad for him like i feel i'm like god this is this 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 guy's life sucks i'm glad he's able to like at least do this which is you know uh, a good thing i guess but and one of the the first time when he has to like release his dots or whatever and he does it mm-hmm. sort of in a in a bush we don't really see what's going on yeah. we see that there's something happening i was like that is really good. I really, I, I do like this. I do think that this is, this is like a, you know, Marvel's Guardians, people look at it as not being very serious, but it's, it's very, very serious compared to this. And I think that uh, if they would have been able to let that goal go, it's more, this is more Deadpool-y than anything else. So. Yeah, it's um, more deadpool I still like it. I like it even more. And it comes to like, like the, the the comedic weirdo characters. I think this is the best version I've seen in either, either move like films camp. I like this better than Deadpool too. Um, Cause I, I just see so much potential here. There's so much like, I would love to watch almost any of these characters. I mean, we're not gonna see Pokemon man. He has a not so useful sacrifice. Um, the mom, the, his mom showing up as all the people is, is just really funny. Yeah, uh, I know that was hilarious. And, but like, there's so much potential with these where like, and I started to feel it when we did Black Widow. All the the Marvel, it's it's we're getting close to maybe getting to stale to stale territory. I'm and I, I want to mm. see Chang Chi and I want to see Eternals and I'm hoping that there's bringing something new to the table. Um, but I have you know there's the fear that it's just kind of there's there's such a sameness to Marvel at this point. Like they they already like we we've hit we've hit the we've Big hit a maxed. rebuild point. Yeah, yeah, like what more can be done? Like what more? Are these char- new characters going to bring, especially with, you know, everything's got to be PG-13. Everything's got to be, everyone has to play in the same sandbox. I think Loki's the best example of trying to do new things. Um, but, and I, 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 like I said, I like all those shows, but there's a possibility that they're going to, it's trying to start eating its own tail because you're just, how much more can, can be done. Whereas I look at this, I'm, it feels fresh. It feels like anything can happen. Um and like that was another thing I liked in this movie. So many, so much uh, constant surprise. No one's safe. Like anyone right. died any time. The, the beginning right. yeah, establishes yeah. that great. They kill off. Uh, J- I thought Jai Courtney was going to be a big 
part of this because he's Captain Boomerang. He's like a pretty yeah. big villain. He's in the last Suicide Squad, so he's like one of the few returning cast members. And he dies like, like nope. immediately, and they they don't even like draw attention to it. Like right. all the the weasel drowning is very funny. Like anyone check if he can swim? <laughs> um, but, you know, but like, wait, David's. But wait, oh, but does weasel. he? <laughs> but does he? Um, yeah. But then, and then other yeah, Pete Davidson, like, Yondu, Yondu's dead. Everybody, you know, people yeah, that's that you, right. Like, they kill Michael Rooker. Yeah, totally who, recognize. It's a smart beginning because now it's like, okay, any no one's safe. Anyone could die. Doesn't matter yeah. if it's a, na- a name you've seen. Doesn't matter if they were in another movie and had a bigger role. They could just die all of a sudden. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Which it adds every. It, it makes it feel like it's not like when you're watching, you know, and like when you watch Black Widow, you're like. Well, Black Widow, we we already know what happens. We already to Black know she's Widow. dead. Yeah, we know they're not going to kill Florence Pugh in this movie. Like maybe they'll kill the parents, but like who, like who cares? And right. the the bad guy is just generic. You know, I am bad guy. Where uh, right. and you don't like Starfish? I thought Starfish was really good. I like. No. What a, it's a great was... choice because it's because it's not just guy or or I am monster takeover. It's a unique looking thing. It look like it, there's nothing like star. No one's fought Starfish before. You you fight guy, you fight alien man with sword and armor, and you fight uh, scientist man, and you fight rich evil man. But you never you don't fight giant starfish. It's a unique villain. It's not like any other villains from other. That's comic true, but movies. I think it's gonna put it's gonna put the onus on them to be like, okay, we can do anything. But every time they do it, it's gonna feel like this because this is so out there that how do you like you can world create all you want but and if you find if you if you get the villain to be this kind of thing that's not a real threat um it starts to feel way too hokey for me like i i need i need something that's based a little bit more in reality real real threats that can happen for me to feel like there's you know something to be lost here so um i feel like this this is opening up the door for uh, as way uh, as you're seeing it as they could do anything they want. I I'm more like, Oh my God, they're going to do anything they want. And it's going to be, yeah, I like, I want it to be sillier. I like, I like that. This is silly. The characters take themselves seriously. Everyone is like peacemaker and blood sport. And yeah. like everyone, everyone takes themselves very seriously and they do dumb things and they look stupid and they look ridiculous. And that's, that's the, that's the gold. That's the sweetness. That's the, like, that's the, that's the, what I want. That's why like, I, I don't quite get as much into Deadpool. He's too winky for me. He's too like, like, uh, aren't I wacky? And I get that with guardians too. Like they, they are too aware of their wackiness where these guys don't think anything. They don't think of themselves as any, you know, they, like wacky or weird. They're just authentically who they are and who authentically who they are is weird and wacky yeah i guess i see it as um it for me it plays dumb as opposed to smart whereas deadpool feels smart to me if it, it, it's a lot more it's a lot harder for us to believe that believe deadpool than it is to believe something like this because this is just so wacky and once you just take away like reality anything is game whereas if you're still living in the real world and you're still living with you know real threats and real heroes it's a lot harder to do the the more you do it you have to constantly think of something so it's the difficulty level is is expanded Whereas when you're just going into whatever you want, I, I like Deadpool. I like the Deadpool thing. I, I like it more than Guardians because 
Guardians is winky, but it's winky and brown, and I there, it, Guardians is too brown yeah, for me. Yeah, it is. So, Guardians are more brown. But yeah, Deadpool's. but like I, I don't. Um, but like, think of, like you know you don't like Starfish villain. What villains do you like in any of the other? Like who stands out to you? I mean, Thanos has been in like six movies, so he's an obvious candidate. Loki has got a whole transformation, and you go beyond that, and I don't I don't find too many other villains like. Well, like, I know, mean, like they're just kind of, I am guy and I have plan like there's just no there's nothing remarkable about anybody. No, but you know me, I like things based in reality and really there's nothing remarkable about most people. So when you have a villain like Robert Redford character in Winter Soldier, that to yeah, me, I am government feel, man and I am right. going to be bad. I'm a Hydra man. Yeah. But that to me cares? feels smarter just because I can relate to it. And the way that they go about doing things is, is the nuances and, and how they, and what they're, I mean, the goal is always the same for all of them. It's basically, you know, world domination. It doesn't matter whether it's a real or non-real thing, but the way that they go about doing it for me feels like they have to work harder at it and be smarter to make it a little bit different and a little bit more nuanced than the last time you saw something like this happen. So yeah, I just, just... I, I don't go to comic book movies for my spy thrillers. I prefer, you know, I, if I want that, I'll do a, do a mission impossible or a James Bond or something like that, where it's, yeah, but if it's... you can do both, why not? So because like, because comic books I find inherently silly. So, you know, there's a couple that like really nail nail like Marvel's like the best Marvel movies really nail a tone of seriousness with a little wink. But I think there's more potential in complete wackiness and complete uh, leaning into how ridiculous a comic book character. Because like, I want more, I want more polka dot men, and I want more rat catchers, and I want more uh, shark shark dude and. The guy who detaches his arms? I want more of that guy. I want more of the, like, why, like, this power is so dumb and so weird, and you can do things with those powers that you wouldn't do with, I am strong military man, I am rich scientist man. Like, when you when you get to the weirdo characters, you can do, you can do new things, and you can be surprised, and you can uh, get good comedy. Yeah, I think they do that with Deadpool, though. I mean, that's what Deadpool's for. Yeah, but Deadpool's like, ah, oh, but I know I'm crazy so huh? isn't like for yeah i'm in on the joke with you guys i'm, t- I'm bringing you along i don't know if i like that as much i, I, I don't like I don't that know. self-awareness I, I have no room in my life i for like the arm guy i don't want to harp on him but that was Love to watch that happened i was it's a little fun. bit worried because when i saw movie. that happen i was just like oh no why we're why we're watching it i now i feel like some guy's standing there with two little arms going up and down and up and down and up and i'm like this is not what i want i don't want it to be this <laughs> But that's so. fun. Like, that was one of the funniest. Like, that's, that's another. for you. I don't think that's funny. I, I don't. I don't. You like physical comedy a lot more than I do. Unless it involves animals I gen- or, like, little kids falling down. I'm, I'm not big on that kind of comedy. Well, you like King so. Shark. You like when he's, like, walking from tank to tank and those fish follow him around in his shape. I mean, like, uh, that's a bit of physical. It didn't, you know, I didn't really land for me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, well, but King Shark is also an animal, and I'm pretty sure that's why I find him hilarious. I mean, I'm not usually one to championship uh, or champion a Sylvester Stallone character, so this is very is off off putting for me to have to do this. What about a uh, weasel? <laughs> what did you think about weasel? Uh, weasel was like weasel's a cut rate rocket. I mean, 
but kind of funny. <laughs> See, I think Weasel's cooler because Weasel's so like I don't know. I don't understand Weasel. I don't like know what he's gonna do. I don't know what his deal is. He's killed. He's eaten or what? He killed twenty. So he's completely harmless except he killed twenty seven children. And then it right. just shows his bug eyes looking around like, what's he? <laughs> can he think? Like, what can he actually like? And thankfully, he's right. I don't feel like that him. at all. I feel like he's just a giant weasel, and that's his proclivity is killing small children. And he that's, has nothing. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not averse to him because he's also an animal kind of dude. Maybe I have problems with like anthropomorphic issues with people. I I don't mind Polka Dot Man, and I think he's fine, and I think he's actually a really good foil for some of the other characters that that we have. Yeah, you need a Polka Dot Man, otherwise you need a Polka Dot Man in that crew because otherwise the crew is really just people. You know what I mean? They're really except for the shark person. They're really just people with you know, nothing to lose. So, um, you, you do have yeah, to the have main, something like that. Cause like Harley Quinn pretty much has her own adventure, which you really talk about. Right. Another good unexpected, like she goes on the date with the big boss man. You're like, Oh, this is going to be her side plot, the whole movie. And then at the end she yeah. kills him. Cause he, <laughs> she saw a red flag and she's like, that's just the healthiest thing for me to do. Like the, right. the good unexpected stuff like that. Another good unexpected part, which got a huge laugh for me is when, the squad goes in and kills all of like the like this whole like camp of people, and then they get to the oh, final yeah. tent and they open it up, and it's like <laughs> it. And Rick flags in there, and he's with the leader of like the resistance, and they <laughs> they didn't even stop to think that they were just killing. They yeah. killed all the people who could have helped them. <laughs> they really, they literally just killed all the rebels in Star Wars, and you know, and then you're sitting there with like Princess Leia, like oh, and that's <laughs> and, and that brings you like a good like uh, it's a good uh, separator, like okay remember these are the bad these are bad guys they're not even anti-heroes yeah. they're straight up like they, yeah. they just murder people with no thought and sometimes it it, it fucks up their shit and that's why yeah. it's their I first mean, thought their- is bad thought like their first you know they they don't even they didn't there was not even a thought in their head that it was that oh are these guys bad guys or no they're just in our way so. That's another like why like again I don't think John Cena is a very good actor. I think of if you do The Rock, John Cena, and Batista, he is by far the weakest. He is the least yeah. charismatic and also the worst actor. Or I mean, Rock's not a great actor, but at least he's got the charisma. And I think Batista is genuinely actually a good actor. But uh, he this this character works as you know the, the douchey like Captain America taken to taken to a villainous extreme, extreme. Yeah. which is. I like this character more than if we do compare another Marvel one, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where they had John Walker, and he's like, you know, he's yeah. not a villain, but he's kind of full of himself, and he'll take things to the extreme to get his way. And then this is that character taken, like, crank it up even more notches. He, I think what's his line is, I love peace with all my heart, and I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to <laughs> I kill have to, to kill. achieve it. Perfect. Exactly. Like, that's, like, one sentence character definition. That's the character, and it, it yeah. John Cena is a perfect, that's a perfect uh, role for him, because he can't expand too much beyond that, but he has that, like, deadpan serious look. And so right. he's a he's a perfect like evil Captain America. That's why I like him a little more than John Walker, who John Walker is a more realistic character. You can understand his background, his depth, but the Peacemaker is a funnier, more absurd version of that. And that's, I guess we have, we'll talk, I can talk, tell you about the post credit scene you mixed. Peacemaker survives <laughs> that altercation in the starfish lab. And there oh, is okay. a show coming to HBO Max called Peacemaker, starring John Cena as this character, uh, and okay. several of the underlings have been assigned to work with him. So we're going to see oh. 
several of uh, Viola Davis's um, teammates go in and uh, go in and I guess supervise I hope, him. I hope Ratcatcher is like you know maybe has a guest spot or something because I would I, hope so. Really she's not in a, she's not in a whole lot of th- she's one of like probably the least known actor out of like the main squad for sure and uh, i looked yeah. her up and i didn't, I didn't really n- recognize her from anything else so uh, yeah and that, that's another thing is like at the end of a lot of other movies to kill the villain it's punch and fight faster blow up the big thing and this is the big thing but instead of like oh uh, use the power of the stone sword to blow it up she sends <laughs> rats and the rats eat it from the inside out and the eye fills right. with blood and uh, it's it's just so much more unique and interesting uh than it give me a uh, stay puff marshall man vibes though when that happened like you know that's it because you get and if you haven't seen it the starfish is like huge it's a giant yeah. Starfish. It's, like, they call it a uh, we have a kaiju situation. It's like uh, yeah, it's, uh, exactly. it's a God, it's a Godzilla sized creature. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's seeing that is like uh, okay, and I, I totally was getting like Stay Puft Marshall Man vibes from him, and like this is a bad this you know he looks like he would be perfectly fine, and he's not. He's just the worst. <laughs> there are things I didn't like about this though. Like I think of the three Harley Quinn times I've seen her, this is maybe the least favorite version of her, including Suicide Squad, the original one. Um, where at least I, I, she was definitely a more main character. I guess she's the least, she's, this is the one where she's had the least to do. I like her around though. Like she's like one of the few DC actors who is stuck movie to movie. I mean, they have a lot of, a lot of actors who don't stick around and they leave and they, for different reasons. So, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, it's, well, and it's, I think that she was able to like, she's definitely not the focus of this movie, even though when you're watching previews that would lead you to believe otherwise. But I think that having her there gives credence to these other characters that, especially if they're trying to, Oh my God, they're going to make a series with John Cena. What are they thinking? Well, that's, that's um, why we need her King shark rat catcher and, um, uh, polka dot man, because otherwise it's Bloodsport, right. peacemaker and Rick flag. And that's too, right. I'm tough military man. You need, you need the whack, the wacky characters to, to balance that. That's that stew. Yeah. Out. And I think they um, do a really good job in that. I mean, especially, you know, you have polka dot man, you have rat rat catcher who has, who is like the heart of the, of the squad. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's she's, you know, she's got, uh, she's got some layers. Everybody else seems to be pretty straightforward. So, yeah, she had. I mean, they all have a a, a re- somewhat redeemable quality. I, I would say maybe not Peacemaker, uh, but maybe we'll learn more about him in the show. Uh, but everyone else has some sort of small like kernel of redemption, and you know, in the end, they choose to ignore the government orders and save the people on the island. So, right. you know, that's that's their that's their like, yeah, we're, we're bad guys, but we're gonna we're not gonna just let this starfish kill all these people because the government because right. the U.S. government doesn't care about us either. So they felt maybe like a kinship. I can kind of understand that, um, yeah. but that's another thing. Uh, the only other thing is Viola Davis in this one hardly used much more the villain. Whereas in the other one, I thought her character was actually not bad in the other one. That movie's destroyed by editing and, and weird choices, but I thought she kind of got yeah, downgraded I don't here. Her. I don't in the other one, she's the one. same character. She's yeah. pu- She puts the squad together, but in that one, she feels like the leader. She feels like a Nick Fury in that one, where in this one, she, you know, she's kind of not super useful as a leader and and you right. know she gets clubbed by her underling and that's the end of it and like maybe she maybe she, after that ex- last experience she the viola davis didn't feel like uh 
putting in much more work than that. I was going to say she might be uh, understandable yeah. <laughs> on set for three days, maybe. So yeah. So, other than so, like she came back. Uh, Joel Kinnaman came back. Who's his character is yeah. completely revamped from the other one. I think that's a big improvement. Obviously, yeah. Margot Robbie came back. Uh, Jai Courtney came back, but then he didn't. But not then last he was long. gone. Yeah. Weird choice. I I, I like him. I, I think he's a good smarmy bad guy in all the things I've seen him in. I, I, he I, doesn't uh, get like he's he's always in things for a hot minute, and I don't know why he hasn't. Stopped more than he's in uh two tanya wexler movies he's using uh buffaloed where he's the big bad in buffaloed we did that uh last yeah. year yeah and i thought he was excellent in that and then he's just in another one on uh prime that's another tanya wexler movie jolt where it's kate beckinsale and she has like uh she she has uh, i don't remember what i call it. it's like a real thing but like you you get like explosive rage and you can't control it and then she like beats the shit out of mm. people and he's in that and he's really good in that um movie's not great but he's good uh what was I saying, but yeah, that like the they they completely yeah scrapped most of that last movie, brought a couple people back. Um, I, it sounds like I like it more than I did. I mean, it was a fun watch. I don't think it's a great. It's not a great movie, like technically wise. No. Like the story's kind of all over the place. Uh, you know, the characters are silly and over the top. They're not like some like you know you're not. There's not going to be any tears pulled out of this one. There's no there's no seriousness or emotion or um um. You know, there's no, there's, there's, there doesn't have any of that. It's just, uh, I think, I think it achieves the fun, the, the, the fun over the top silliness perfectly. So it's about as good as I could have imagined a Suicide Squad movie being. Yeah, I think you're right about that. I, when we do sound like we're really championing this film, but for what it no, is, no, it's like a three and a half star good. movie. It's all right. Yeah, like it's for what it, but it, yeah. it is funny. Yeah, but it's not even. But it's like, yeah, this is this is okay, and it would be fine to see again, and just because it is fun, um, and you know, the, sometimes you just like to watch John Cena. I always like to like watch Idris yeah. Elba. I don't care what he does. Sometimes you just want to watch him. There was a fun scene where he was he wears this crazy half helmet thing. I don't really know what it is, and at one point you could actually watch like the killer action that was going on in the movie like on his helmet like there were some there were some clever situations like that going on but um yeah it's fun i mean for me i felt like it was more easter eggy and that was the fun part for me is like i could pick out all of the the marvel characters all the people that have been in marvel movies uh, yeah. you know, all the, the people that James Gunn has worked with before with that. And then, you know, yeah, there's cameos being there and yeah, you know. he, there's cameos from other, uh, James, like Palm Clementif is one of the dancers yeah. in the club. Uh, one of the guy who directed the toxic Avenger, which is like one of the most famous trauma movies. He's in that, in that scene too. So he, he just grabbed his old, like a lot of old buddies too. You said his brother is the, the weasel. He's always, he's always yeah. one of the mocap guys for the movies. Yeah, and I and I think that if you have that background and you are looking for those kind of things, it makes this even more fun, you know, to to watch. So it's fun. That's what it is. That's yeah. So it sounds like two two lower lower to middle recommends. Then it sounds like is where we're landing, right? Yeah, but yeah, probably so... not for any kids because there's a guy. No, who no, it's a hard sliced R. in half. Sort of. It's a hard R. Yeah. yeah, not so much for like. There's no. It's, it's not like if it's it's not a sex R. It's a violence. It's a it's very a R. very gory. Lots of people in pieces and uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's exceptionally gory. Uh, but it doesn't. It's not like it's not gory. Like where like it feels like um, it's not gratuitously gory. No, this is it's like it, real it, gore. It, it, it feels you know. appropriate for some. It feels yeah. yeah. It feels like uh, and and it's not. It's it doesn't feel like 
scary gory. It feels it feels like no. funny gory. Like it feels like like um I guess compared to Deadpool, remember when the he assembles that that X Force team in the second one and they all die horrific deaths on, oh, on the yeah, descent yeah, yeah. down except for yeah. Domino. It's kind of right. like that kind of thing throughout. Like it's that kind of violence. So yeah. it's you know. But it's good. It's a good movie. Uh, so that is the Suicide Squad, a, a, a rare win for the DC universe. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm hoping for uh, Shazam two to be good. I really, I think Shazam might still be my favorite DC movie, just because hmm. I had, I had <laughs> Nicole and I had a ton of fun with that one. Uh, but this is this is on the higher end for them. Um, so yeah, good. All right, coming coming up, we have some more theater slash uh, streaming reviews. All all newer stuff. Uh, Nicole's got a host pick coming up, uh, and in the meantime, we'll have slots. We're pretty full up uh, coming up. Like uh, September's got a few slots, but October, oh October is. I was looking at the schedule, like, jam packed with goodies. October Chocolate looks. Block, huh? It looks yeah. amazing. There's uh, the there's the big three. There's the big three ones I'm waiting for, and that's uh, French Dispatch because I'm a Wes Anderson guy, and I know not yeah. everyone likes him, but. Very, I'm very excited for that. Dune, which is the hardest science fiction thing to ever adapt. Everyone, everyone's failed, but uh, Den- Denis Villeneuve, if, if anyone could do it, it's probably the best sci-fi director working today. So excited for that. Hopeful. And then yeah. uh, oh, I, I'm going to ruin. I'm, I hope I don't ruin the movie with my excitement, but uh, Last Night in Soho. Very excited for Last Night in Soho. That's the Edgar Wright horror movie. That's going to okay. be awesome gonna be wonderful hmm. i can't wait for these these October i mean movies. i'm i'm edgar wright yes but i'm horror movie no so i don't i i mean just it looks um it looks thrillery like uh oh, okay. like more like kind of eh, slasher-ish like not um no, not a ju- I, not, I don't i don't get a jump scare vibe i don't i get them i get a different um yeah you, you should watch you, you should see it like it's a get out vibe or yeah closer to that but like not like get out's a little more over the top this looks a little uh, you just watch the trailer. It's a good trailer. Yeah. Doesn't okay. t- doesn't doesn't give everything away. But uh, right. yeah. So we got we got good stuff coming down the pike. But if you want to recommend to us films with the women in my life on Facebook, reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore Podhost, and you can email the show films with the women at gmail dot com. All right. Thank you for being on for the Suicide Squad. Not to be confused. You are the welcome. Yes, I am. Until next time, this is this is the Brennan signing off. Saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.